Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. I am an old woman named after my mother. My old man is another child has grown old. If All right. Quarantine rolls on. It's weak. I don't. I don't even know. Six-ish. I'm not, I'm not sure. I know what day Time it is. Time is a flat circle. That's right. Our whole life has become Matthew McConaughey with the little, you know, the little sculptures made out of a torn-up can of Lone Star. Or it's, uh, or it's like a Coen Brothers movie, and you work from home, and you have this week, and you're like, man, that was terrible. I'm looking forward to the weekend, and then you wake up. And it's just Monday again, because you have no sense of when it is. So we're or, inside quarantine Davis. Yeah. Or it's Pulp Fiction, and nothing makes sense because everything is fragmented and out of order. But you have a pretty oh. good idea that it might win an Oscar. Um, mm. Except it'll lose out to Forrest Gump eventually. God damn it. Um, but no, just, just, because, just because we live in the era of social distancing and coronaviruses and quarantine and all that shit doesn't mean uh that exciting stuff doesn't happen yeah. uh, like max who just started a, a, a new job which is neat uh and you know you get perks that come with that like uh you know getting to continue having health insurance and uh, uh a fun employment period yeah, um, that is true. I am I am working a new job now. Um, perhaps in a few weeks or sometime down the road, we can discuss starting a job totally remote that is not supposed to be remote. Because um, <laughs> it's it interesting. An, let's maybe give it until uh, the school year ends because I'm going to be starting one too over the summer. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure is well, going to be I'd in like that to... boat. Yeah, I'd like to give it until hopefully I'm I'm back in an in an office of sorts and then can it kind of compare and, and right. But yes, I I took some time in between my jobs to be as you put it fun em, fun employed. Yeah, um, yeah. How, which is what exactly? Well, well, I'm glad you asked because no one seems to know amongst this group. Uh, I mean, having a universe, uh, so, so fun employment, I think it's a term that I first saw like it, it, it truly right after college and in the year or two after as people maybe started jobs or didn't start jobs or said they were looking or felt like they needed more time. But in my mind, I, I think that there is a, a, a particular way to describe it. Um, first of all, there is the employment part um, and there's the fun part. But in that, there is unemployment. So it's saying that it's a time when you are not employed. So I think we can agree on that part of the definition. The fun part, I think, comes from the idea of you are between jobs, but you ended a job and you know that a job is coming. So it's like there's a continuity of income or health insurance that is promised. I think that that is an important part of the definition. And Kevin, I think you generally agree with that. Yeah, I think that that is, when people use it, it's with the the knowledge or, you know, I guess the the confidence that a, a job is, is coming. So I think that another time it occurs is 
after people graduate college and they they believe they can get a job uh, and so they are but they're purposely taking a couple of extra months to start or alternatively maybe they are having a bit of difficulty finding a job but they still know that one is they still believe one is coming they just don't you know know when or what but they're not like someone who is really struggling in life and you know can't get a job yeah i think that's that's the point that we you know we were we were having a quick chat before we started recording about what it meant and it became pretty clear that we weren't necessarily all in 100 percent agreement i'm definitely more in the i'm in the camp of it's someone who has one job then finds another job and structures their scheduling such that there's some period of time between ending job one and starting job two but i know max that that is not necessarily how you've understood the term well i just think i I agree with that actually now i just think it could also apply to someone who leaves job a and doesn't have a job lined up but just chooses to not be concerned about that and emphasizes the fun aspects of being employed it's usually a young person they don't have financial obligations maybe they have savings and they just decide i'm just going to travel and enjoy life and I'll get a job later. I think what Kevin said about having the confidence to get a job is kind of key to that part of it. Um, so, I, I don't know if the semantics so, are, are so terribly Max, important. I, I would I would press against. So I want to come back to that mindset because I think the mindset that you're going over is important in this period. But the way Kevin has described it, and I would I would quibble a little bit with with between college and employment if you don't know what the employment is going to be. But that's what I'm going to focus on right now. What I want to focus on though is Max, you described something where the step of employment is not necessarily on the mind of the person. I think what defines this period is this this knowledge that I am defined by this period of non-employment, as opposed to what you're describing is people who are just not even considering employment. Um, I think fun employment is you are still considering employment. Either a job is coming or you are looking for a job. You're confident that it's going to happen as opposed to I'm not even I, – I, I am you know, outside the, the workforce or, or whatever the term is in, in economics. Okay. I, I get that. I mean I, I tend to think – it's not a period where you're thinking about well, like well, you don't have to think about employment because you know something's coming. But like, you know, I guess that for me, um, I've had um, I've had one of those periods within the last year as well uh, when I left my job. I mean, I, I left sometime in July and then started school at the end of August. And so that like I had that same sort of deal where I had a period of time where I didn't have to worry about what my next kind of period of security was going to be. I knew it was coming. I knew when it was happening. I just had time in between. Um, But I I think of, I, I think the reason that I'm, kind of so dug into it being between two jobs is that it's kind of it's your summer break it's the it's the summer vacation that you used to have in school just out in your working life Mm -hmm. in a way that i don't think taking time 
you know, taking longer to find a job or, or putting off getting your first job after college is exactly the same thing. I don't, I don't know. So, so here's, here's another thing that I, I think if we're having a narrow definition and, and mindset is still important here, so we will definitely get to that. But if we're having a narrow definition, when I have done it and Max, maybe when you did it as well, Kevin, certainly for you, because as we'll get into, you did too short a time period is that uh, in all of ours, I think that our time not working, we were still quote unquote getting paid for out of vacation because maybe not for you, Max. Okay. So for me, when I did it, um, I had two, like three weeks of vacation that got paid out in between jobs. So I effectively got paid in that time. It was like taking leave, but my time in between jobs, there was never a time where I wasn't still getting uh, effectively a paycheck prorated for those weeks. Uh. Did you not have that, Max? Um, I guess technically that is the case for me, but I wasn't considering that necessarily. Um, oh. I would have happily taken more time unpaid. My goal was just to have a time period. I, I no, I definitely wasn't paid for all of it. No. Um, okay. But yeah, it was. I, I wanted a time period where I, in my mind, it was going to be a time where I just like didn't have to worry about anything job wise. Yeah. We can get into why that wasn't the case, but that's kind of what I was thinking and aiming <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't paid for a second of my uh, time oh, that's, in between because yes. I worked yes. for one of those uh, mm-hmm. new agey uh, kind of mm. millennial heavy companies that does things like unlimited vacation, um, which means uh, they tell you you can take as much vacation as you want, and really you wind up taking none of the vacation, and also none of it can get paid out uh, mm-hmm. if you leave. I mean, I guess I theoretically could have just taken like a two week vacation. Um, I could have, you know, <laughs> I could have, I could have said I'm taking the I next quit. two weeks off. Yeah. And then also, by the way, when I come back, I'm out of here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that would so have that, been what I think the kids call a dick move. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it was their dick move to offer that shitty policy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it so, was my dumbass decision to not like force myself to take vacation so so maybe my my idea there is a little too idealistic but but i do think that between us we we did some similar things max you you took about two weeks between right uh yeah originally i i was gonna take two weeks i ended up taking a week and a half okay and then sean how long was it for you i had about six weeks six weeks but i I had the unique I had the unique situation of, like, leaving for school that starts school. at a fixed time, so I couldn't, like, yeah. choose when to start. Yeah. Uh, and then, Kevin, you took off a grand total of? Uh, well, I took off uh, three days, and it included a relocation um, to <laughs> <laughs> a place uh, from Virginia to Massachusetts. So, wait, what do they call that? If, if, if I took fun employment, Kevin did stre- stress employment? <laughs> Kevin, oh, Kevin took... Kevin took a weekend and also gave away that weekend. Yes. Well, so, so for me, it was this, so we, I got paid out for the vacation that I had set up, but then I also, like, I just get paid out at once and then I just start the new job on, on Monday. So it's like any, for me, it was any time I take off in between is just 
time that I'm not getting paid for. So so I so so that's fair, Kevin. You got extra money because you got paid out for the last one, and then and then started working. Which yeah. I, this goes into it, it'll ultimately depend. Like really, I think you know, Sean. This is this is me mimicking you. But you didn't. Whatever floats but, your boat. But, but whatever you floats your boat. You didn't. You really didn't like get extra money. You just worked more. You got right. paid so, for the work that you did. Right. So the the difference is is that I guess you know if you take my um, daily salary, I value that more than the vacation time that I missed out on. So it's take, you know, it's it's all about well, evaluation. That's that's a whole other uh, that's a whole series of podcasts where we probably need to bring in some experts. To each their own, but but yeah. you know, keeping with the ideal, I think that how the other of us did it, and maybe Kevin, if you if you had to do this again, you would reconsider. I think part of fun employment is you have this time. You're not really worried about money because of employment coming or this change. You have some stuff saved up, and you're able to. I mean, for for me, it's a it's a it's a total disconnect because even when you're on vacation you know that you are going to go back to work as opposed to, you know, Max, I'm interested. You had your concerns with work. You're very involved with, with, you know, uh, you know, a, a known quantity for you. And how did that, your kind of worries, your thoughts when you're at home, when you're not at work compare, you know, during this fun employment to, um, you know, say when you're on vacation. Yeah, so that was kind of my goal, like you mentioned, was to kind of have a period of time where I wasn't, didn't have work in the back of my mind at all. Um, that wasn't the case. I think I realized that I'm pretty good about leaving things as is when I go on work vacations and not thinking about work. And then, ironically, during my period of fun employment, I was actually thinking more about work because it was an unknown. Mm-hmm. So I was almost, I wouldn't say, you know anxious but like i was i was excited to start i was curious how it would be and so i was i think i was actually thinking about work my future work a lot more than i expected to be so obviously we're in an uh, this time is an extenuating circumstance but do you think that if you if there hadn't been lockdowns and quarantine and everything else you would have been able to i don't know go go on a small trip or something like that would that have been your ideal do you think that would have affected that thought process absolutely i mean when i originally chose to take the time off when i gave my two weeks and chose my start date that was before quarantine and i intended to visit some friends and and visit other folks and do things like that and Mm -hmm. it ended up being um i guess what people call a staycation like the ultimate staycation, um, which gave me some insight into people that take those. I'm, I'm used to taking my, my vacation time for more adventurous vacations, and so a staycation is not something I would ever consider. Um, and now that I've essentially done one, I would stick to that. I wouldn't do it again. Yeah, I, Sean, I'm interested, you know, that kind of... I've done staycations before. I think I did it between jobs, and I kind of liked it. You also, since you were going to school, and that is a different financial situation than having a job, did you feel like that is a situation where the staycation is appealing? I used my time pretty much exclusively for staycationing. <laughs> uh, but it, now, I got to staycation in two places because I also had a move in mine. Um, so yeah. I had, you know, I had something on the order of 
like a week or a week and a half uh, in Charlottesville before I did the big full move. But I had already brought a fair amount of stuff up uh, to my apartment in Maryland. So I had a lot of time where I could just kind of, you know, walk around Charlottesville and go, you know, go drink beer and, and enjoy some of the places that I, you know, places that I loved and, and spend time with people. Um, and then when I got to Maryland, I still had, you know, comfortably a month where I could go like hop on the Metro into DC and go explore and, and, you know, find places to sit and drink coffee or like go to museums and that sort of stuff. And I, I would say, I think I would enjoy a staycation if I could, if it, if it meant staying in the same city and not literally staying in the same apartment where you can't yeah. leave and nothing is open. Yeah, yeah. you didn't, you didn't That's really do That's the part do I don't want to do again. You didn't do a staycation. You got quarantined. Staycation is like yeah. what they get people who like, you know, who live in, uh, you know, the, there's a big, New Orleans is a big tourism city. And so when it's not quarantined, they really push people every so often to, you know, to try and like. I think the slogan was once like be a tourist in your own hometown and to go like yeah. stay in a hotel for two nights and go bum around the French quarter and be a raging drunk. Um, mm-hmm. Go, you know, go spend some money in restaurants, go, you know, keep the, keep the local economy purring. Um, and so that, that is a, really a staycation. Um, even what I did is not really a staycation. I was like going to free museums because, you know, poor, <laughs> Yeah, but so, I didn't have a big you know, travel I, fund even when I had a, a job. So yeah, I think so. I mean, my big thing is that for those of us that have tech jobs in big cities, to me, a staycation just isn't worth the the uh, like you're paying for the staycation. It, it, to me, it's just it's not worth it. I could just go to these same places on the weekend, and it's uh, well. I mean, that's the part Kevin, I don't understand. You, you gotta you gotta realize that I think most vacations. What is the most expensive part? Getting there. Well, staycation, we solve that. Two, it's uh, accommodations. So we've solved for the the highest price things, and the other thing would be food. And you know, as we well know, you can you can kind of control for that a bit. Um, you know, going to parks and stuff. I think that's what I did. If you want to go to the arboretum, or like Max did do. I mean, we cannot confirm or deny that he walked around. You know, parks and stuff, which I think might have still been allowed. But you know, that, that still is that still is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that that that's maybe not appealing. Uh, you know, maybe you go and you go to Maine or go out and go kayaking or or, or, or something. Yeah, a trip um, away is different for sure. Yeah, I'm just I'm arguing it's the staycation part. Okay, so so I think that that's that's a that's a fair point. So we move away from the staycation and you do more of a, you know maybe a trip like thank Kevin. Uh-huh. So you did maybe too few a days for your your fun employment. Sure. But, you know, Sean mentioned six weeks. Does that seem like it would be too long for you to not work? Um, I, well, it, I right, that was it, really a question for Kevin, but oh, both okay. of you. Yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm in general, I'm bad at vacation. So it's not like I'm <laughs> I'm a representative of any normal population. But <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, to me, it's just I feel like nothing I, I can uh, you know, I can use my vacation time to do the same things that I could. So what, what you mentioned earlier was that you have this, you don't have this worry about going back to work. And to me, if you don't have that worry, 
then there's no difference between a fun employment and a two-week vacation. Hmm. I think yeah. the I think the big difference for me was that everything is different between it's you're not going back to the same job. If you take a two-week vacation, you may still have looming deadlines on the horizon. You still have projects that are in the back of your head. You still have people that you have to deal with that you're like, oh, I really don't want to deal with that person. And so for me, it was like, wow, I have now a week and a half where everything in the future is unknown, but I do know that I don't have to deal with any of the shit I was dealing with before. There was obviously good things. I'm not saying my whole job was shit by any means, but there were parts that I was very happy to be done with, and that was the big thing for me. That's the difference. Yeah, I, and I'm, I think I was in sort of the same boat where, like, I, I, I really, in retrospect, I think I took too much time. I yeah. think I, I could have stayed, like... It, if I were to do it again, in hindsight, I probably would have worked until August 1st and promptly left on August 2nd uh, because then I would have actually had health insurance in the month of August. That's what I um, did. <laughs> but I also, you know, I, I by the time that I left, I had been, I had been working in, in the job that I had at the time for four years and there were a lot of things about it that I was really burned out on. And I was very, I was ready to make a change. I had known, I had known since April that I was going to grad school. Uh, so I had three whole months where I was just stewing in like, I know I'm going to leave. I know I'm going to leave. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, I think that in hindsight, I probably could have, I could have stuck it out for a little longer and gotten another uh another couple of <laughs> paychecks which would have been great uh and and more time with uh with their health insurance but you know yeah. I, it wasn't it wasn't so bad i i needed a break very badly and i um i had not done a good enough job of like taking enough time enough vacation days to prevent myself from getting burned out. So even though there are some things that I, I maybe would like to change about the exact kind of timing and administration of my exit, I think that <clears throat> I did what was probably on the whole right for me and my value system. I, I wasn't, I wasn't making a level of money where I could comfortably say my daily salary <laughs> is more valuable to me than the time off. <laughs> That is for certain. I know that. Uh, that I think that just means that Kevin had a better job than I did. So yeah, when when I say that, I <laughs> I is like yeah for people who are in a fortunate enough situation for that. It, I for me, it just changes the equation. Yeah, um, you know, Kevin. Also, one thing you mentioned is you, you know you don't see a difference between uh, the the two week vacation and the time in between jobs if you can if you can really disconnect from it and, and I'll admit that I have problems with that I know that the deadline is still coming I have had uh, when we went to New Orleans um, I think I took a call on the way to the airport um, you know I'm always making uh, you know some trips I've taken the last year I'm always like oh, okay I can probably take that call and I am unable to disconnect um, and, and that's problematic um, so that's where, you know, going back to something you mentioned at the start, Max, is, is I think this is where the mindset is important. And whether you're taking three weeks off to, to transit, you know, to transition 
or you're, you know, taking yourself out of the eligible employment numbers, um, I think the mindset is really important and to be able to appreciate the time for what it is, which is a time when I am not bound by these expectations at, at work. So, I mean, Max, going back to what you said at the start, does, does that, do you think that that opens the door to call it fun employment, even if you are, you know, there's no employment on the horizon? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so, but I thought that originally as well. Um, yeah. I think it is that mindset of, yeah, not having any, I guess, employment in the back of your mind. I don't know. I, I don't know that the definition matters so much as much as it is just taking time off and enjoying it. I'm very curious, and I really want to dig into with Kevin valuing this kind of money over time scenario. Like, I'd be curious. Like, I've considered in the past taking unpaid vacations if I didn't have enough vacation, and it sounds like that's not something you would maybe consider. Or is it for you just because it's like if you had a trip planned, that's totally different, but having time to do nothing is, is the part that's not appealing. So it's 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 a little bit of both. Like if I have nothing planned, I don't value a vacation day at, at all. Like if 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 to, to me it seems crazy. Like if you knew the coronavirus was coming, it would seem to me to be crazy to take any time off. Um, but if I have a trip planned, it's it's kind of it's about it's about the horizon, I guess. So when I knew I was going to be leaving my job, I was very hesitant to take any time off because I knew that I was going to be quitting and getting the vacation paid out. But if that if that isn't really in sight, then I don't really consider it. It's more of I know I have vacation time to take, but when I know that there's this deadline, then that's when I kind of really start to kick in the valuation of the day off versus the uh, the money. But like with my current job, I'm not really doing that calculation. Does that make sense? Uh, no, apparently no. I mean, it's just it, it's it's a very um, it's a very stark way to look at it. Um, you know, I, I don't like empty time either. I mean, we, ironically, we did a podcast uh, some number of months ago about, you know, my spending a weekend doing nothing. And now we're all spending our weekends. You can say what you want, but you're really doing nothing. And I have a fear of that, too. Um, but I think the idea is when you're between jobs or whatever, you get accepted to school or you're changing jobs. It's not a short process. It's not like, all right, this. Oh, I got a job offer. I'm going to start next week. Um, so you can plan around it, but you know if your calculus is one in which you say having time to go putz around town or drive out and kayak is not as valuable to me as getting into that new workplace, a, a workplace you're excited about. You know, Max mentioned excitement. Kevin, I knew you were excited about yours. You know, Sean, I, I think you were excited about school as well. Yeah. If you just want to get going and you know maximize the amount of money you have once you do get to that place. I think that's that's fine too, um, but I, I think it's not unreasonable to say like I've been at a very stressful job. I'm going to appreciate this time off where I'm not having to worry about any of the constraints of of work. Yeah, I but. mean, I, like I I understand, I understand Kevin's calculus, like especially considering that they were paying the vacation out as one lump sum. Like I, I get that. Um, 
your, your approach, your approach wouldn't work for me. Um, mm-hmm. But I, again, like I said, I, I didn't get paid enough for my vacation days to be particular, you know, for my, even for my work days to be particularly valuable in terms of money anyway. So, I, you know, it didn't, it didn't bother me as much. Um, I, I should have, I definitely should have taken vacation time before I quit because I was getting nothing paid out, but I could have taken the vacation time and been paid. So, you know, but, but if, if taking that time, if you hit a point where taking time reduces that pool of money, I get that. But I think, I I think maybe where we're like hitting a point where we don't necessarily understand is why is like the point where you scheduled your start date and like you could have foregone the first you could have gotten all of your paid out vacation money from job one and just like skipped out on you know an extra two weeks of paid work time from job two but like again it's it's all like everyone who makes that decision is making some sort of personal calculus of the value of their time versus the money even if even if you don't necessarily say that so like yeah. You just we all have different scales. So Yeah, yeah and I, I think that uh for me I guess the weekends are enough time to get to do the stuff that, that I wanna do and um and I think that you guys also might just value doing other stuff more and you can't fit it into your weekends. I really enjoy doing nothing and especially sleeping in for a week and a half. And that's something I can't do. Sleeping in two days on a weekend is nice. You can't sleep in for nine days in a row unless you take time to do nothing. So it's it's ironic, actually, though. In hindsight, with the coronavirus, I would maybe consider not actually taking a full week and a half. I'd maybe just take a few days. I don't regret taking the week and a half, but I'm certainly happy I didn't take any more time. I'll say that... To I, do nothing. Yeah, I I think... There's nothing quite like uh, going to a museum when there's a Tuesday level crowd instead of a Saturday level crowd. So, yeah. uh, since yeah. that was part of my intervening time, like I'm very glad that I could just kind of bop into town, you know, on a weekday and do that sort of stuff. Like that, you know, uh, yeah. that I think gave me access to things that probably would have stressed me out if I tried to do them on the weekends. That that makes sense, yeah. too, yeah. Because I'm spending a lot of weekdays I... doing nothing now, too. <laughs> it's yeah. not just the weekends. Well, but yeah. that's all I've got. But, yeah, Kevin. I was just saying, so I did actually, after I graduated, my uh, I went to, to grad school in the, the fall after, and I... I guess I tried out the, uh, the fun employment and I think maybe I just did such a bad job at it that it scarred me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I did absolutely nothing. I slept, I slept a ton. I think I watched Mad Men at a pace that rivaled Sean's Game of Thrones. And I, it was just, for me, I just was like, wow, that was, I felt like I needed to try it and I tried it. And then I came out of it thinking, yeah, that wasn't that great. And so maybe I think that that was just, uh, all I needed for the rest of my life. 
Yeah, but I think you just needed to do different stuff during that time, maybe. But who, who yeah. knows? Yeah, uh, as always, try new things. Just do it correctly, or it will be <laughs> unpleasurable. Yeah, do it the way we want you to do. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, so I think we have definitely hit our our critical mass on fun employment content. So we will uh, we'll wrap that up and move on as we do to Pierce is sorry. What are you apologizing for today? <clears throat> so as as a lot of people i think have done uh stuck at home you decide that tidying up a little is a good idea um in in my apartment that means an easy target is bookshelves and i have two kind of areas of bookshelves um weirdly segregated as books i've read and uh books i haven't read which is actually helpful because you you can physically move from one to the other and so as, as I did the books I've read, and that was pretty easy to do because I've, I've organized that before. It looks much better now, but um, was easy to do. And then the books I haven't read took a little more doing because of the bookshelves themselves. But that's not as important as what happened as I'm going through that. Because you look at the books and you go, oh, yes, maybe. Did I start that? Yeah, I started that. I should finish it maybe. Um, no, I'm never going to read this book. I should look to hand this off to someone else. Or, you know, picking up, looking through things, realizing it's a useful cookbook or, or something like that, and I should maybe put it elsewhere so I'll use it. One thing I did that uh, I immediately caught myself on and apologized to those present because it was important, but I really should apologize to more people, is you have this idea and we have this amount of time, and I've been reading some longer books. I read Dune because I thought, I've got this time, I can finally read this damn thing, and I did. Um, but what happens is, is then you have these thoughts and you go... Hmm. Should I read this Ayn Rand novel now? No. You absolutely should not. So I immediately apologized, and I apologized for again for even considering reading Ayn Rand because one, I am not a teenager. Two, I am not an asshole. So I apologize. Well, that's not really fair. I'm not trying to be that type of asshole. <laughs> um, so I apologize for even considering reading either of the Ayn Rand books that sit on my bookshelf. And, and we because that would hurt. That would yes. hurt a lot of people. That would hurt a lot of people. We we thank you for your apology. Uh, okay, well we'll uh, we'll wrap with a big idea from pop culture, uh, and uh, I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to shout out uh, the second incarnation of the unnamed temporary sports blog, uh, and and then I went for a walk this morning. I, uh, my, my first class of the day, uh, didn't actually, uh, meet on Tuesday this week, just on Thursday. And so I had a big block of time in the morning and I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get out and go for a long walk and I'm going to listen to some of this insane backlog of podcasts that I have built up on my phone. And I listened to an old, a very old episode of Reply All, which is usually a show about uh, the vagaries and quirks of the internet. This is an old episode. It's, I think, episode number like 36, and they're, you know, they're above 150. Uh, it's an episode called Today's the Day, and it starts uh, with them trying to to make a call to somebody that they wanted to interview. Uh, and the call doesn't go through. 
and the hosts realize we didn't have anything interesting to ask this person. This isn't a subject we care about at all. Let's just fuck on off out of the office and go do stuff in New York. And they get out and they like take a recorder and microphones with them and they go to Central Park and take a carriage ride around. They go to Coney Island and see the Coney Island freak show. They ride around they like ride around the Gowanus Canal on a boat because that's something that you can do. Um and they <laughs> break into uh, an abandoned building in Brooklyn and go up to the roof to see beautiful views. And it's just, they, in the weirdest way, like, I, I don't know that I've ever, I, I was brought to tears by two people just being outside and doing stuff. <laughs> um, but not, not like, not even sadness tears, like happy tears I, I think it helped that i was outside on a walk i was like doing my own version of today's the daying um but they usually like they usually have this intro and outro music that's this sort of um bumping prof- uh, propulsive electronic music uh and and the the artist who makes that like kind of deconstructed it and, and put the pieces back together in a much in uh, like a slowed down shimmery version that served as like this really kind of beautiful bed. And it's just like everything about it came together in such a way that as I was walking, I was like walking by the UVA football stadium and it's just like, Oh, ooh, it got dusty out here. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff to celebrate in that. That's a, uh, it's a good episode of reply all. If you want to listen to, two friends just like going out and being friends out in the world, you know, which is, I mean, it's unbelievable. Like that's a thing I'm nostalgic for is just like doing stuff with people in person with those people. Um, and like going for walks, going for walks is really good. Um, you know, you, you don't realize how good just like, taking a whiff of fresh air can be for your mental health until you're bummed out and stir crazy from being inside for four days. And then you go out and walk around for an hour. It's fucking incredible. It's really great. So if you're in a place where that's safe to do, uh, and and hopefully that is the case, I'm, I'm sorry if you're in a place where that's not the case and I've, bummed you out by reminding you of the things you can't do um but you know hopefully you get a nice day in the next few days that you can just go out and be in the world because it it feels really good well i don't get a nice day because i live in massachusetts and the weather here sucks (laughs) i was gonna say we don't we're not gonna have a day above 50 degrees for a long time uh choices you made choices you made (laughs) Virginia, wonderful. It, yeah, it is. I allegedly we were. I was told we were supposed to get hit by some sort of cold front, but that that seems to maybe be bullshit. So, but luckily maybe, I have the dog to make me enjoy these uh, lovely walks that Sean is. There you go. Yes. Maybe 
Maybe Virginia, there will be more pleasant left. weather, decarboning their their power sources over time. What more could you want? Huzzah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty OK Pod or on our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the show on your podcast app and device of choice. If you do that, please leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back again next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. Make me. Bye.